NBA Australia. Hey, gun, you good? Bloody well, hope so. It's Friday tins with Jim right now. A late start on the beers. But we're going to do an NBA Australia. That's right, it's NBA Australia. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website called Codebet. You should go check that out. Codebet.com.au. Odds comparison, all the good stuff. Uh, you might have seen this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA with my good friend Carlos Boozer or in the paper every day. On Cobit Daily, what else? Lots of other stuff. Anyway, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. It's a Friday evening. We're getting stuck in. Having a few tins here, go. Don't mind if I do. Um, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of an NBA season that just got completely turned upside down. Yep. Uh, today's show is literally just weekend winners and losers, but weekend winners and losers for the midweek trade deadline. So, deadline winners and losers. Wrap up the last couple of days of games, do some ENRs, and that's literally it for today. Um, we'll do some picks for the weekend and uh, then get out of your hair. Sound good? Good. Love it. Uh, so, yeah, the ENRs on Bob the Pin of the Day. Outback Takeout still there. Pick and preview. Oh, bugger off into the weekend. Good plan. I like it. All right, episode 884 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack. Ah, you better. Better watch out for the Chuck and Shack attack, I guess, if, uh, I don't know, you want to switch teams. For a bunch of dudes who fucking love switching teams, Chuck and Shack really do have a lot of... I've got to say, it's like you've got to get in the right situation. It's like, all right. You both, like, quit on teams, bailed in free agency, got traded a bunch of times, went ring chasing, settle the fuck down. Anyway, trade deadline. What a chaotic morning it was. Waking up, you got all the notifications there. I was up, for like, at five. Uh, squid woke up. Squid dose, the littlest one. It was all right, just had a bit of a... <laughs> and then escalates into fuck you old man <laughs> you're like Jesus alright pal um, good times though because I was just like fuck it I'll just be awake and follow along with trade deadline as it culminates in a cacophony of fuck assery so that was fun enjoyed it immensely uh, so now let's wrap it all up for you shall we in the how do we start these shows that's right with the daily Whiprint. how's this three shows in a week we're edging back to a bit of daily don't you love it? I do. Right. Trade deadline. The big one. Kevin Durant got traded. I don't know. Did you hear? <laughs> uh, Jimmy, did you do a show on a Wednesday? And then did Kevin Durant get traded like the next day? Yes. I might be the harbinger of big trades. First Kyrie. Record a show. Almost instantly made redundant. Do another show. Setting up the trade deadline. Boom. KD's gone. It was always going to happen. That's why we did the Wednesday night show anyway. Um, still, KD is a Phoenix son. Uh, so is TJ Warren. Bubble MJ. Don't forget, he's back in Phoenix. For a bloke who's like, get me the fuck out of here. How's that? He gets sent back there. In return for Michael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first and a 2028 pick swap. Oh, geez, it's a lot. Yeah, it's also Kevin Durant, isn't it? This is one of the ones where you go, oh, well, you know... 
You're going to have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant for ages and DeAndre Ayton. You'll be competitive forever. That literally never works out. <laughs> Just never does now. So how do you reckon the, you know, Sixers felt, the Nets felt? I feel like the Nets always get their short end of the stick with these ones as well just because of the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum uh, draft picks that were resulting of the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce trade. Uh, but at the same time, they also got fucked by the Harden situation and, you know, paying overs for a bloke who ate his way out of Houston and then had jack shit of fucking Kyrie Irving. Uh, but Kevin Durant to Phoenix, this is momentous. It changes the hierarchy a little bit in the West. It certainly changes in the East because it's just like what's left in the rubble of uh, Brooklyn is wildly interesting. Not sure how competitive it'll be. Vaguely? Very? Who fucking knows? It's going to be fun. Cam Thomas might lead the league in scoring from here on out, though, so you never know. But uh, Kevin Durant to Phoenix, you love the fit. CP3, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, you find one more wing, throw him in there. Off you go. They actually picked up Darius Rucker Baisley as well. Kind of like that. Um, but the Kevin Durant trade, it's big. It's huge. New owner, Matt Ishbia, comes in and goes, right, go get me a fucking stir. And James Jones is like, well, I can get you Kevin Durant. And Ishbia's like, well, yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> One of the 13 best players in NBA history. like it. Go get him. Uh, it changes their outlook this year dramatically. Kind of love it. Uh, let's go look at the rest of the trades. The Lakers, they send Rusty Westbrook. They get Malik Beasley, D'Lo, Jared Vanderbilt in return. Uh, Nick Alexander-Walker and Mike Conley go to the Wolves, as well as a second-round pick. And... Uh, from was that Memphis and or and or Washington, and then twenty five and twenty six second rounders from Utah. The Yaz get Rusty Westbrook, or there's only one Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and that twenty twenty seven first round pick from the Lakers, which is top four protected. Rob Polinka did a good job there. I'll pay that. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to get to this in the NRs. I kind of like it. I'll pay it. It's a pretty good move. I feel like you kind of maxed out what you were going to get. Beasley, Russell, Vanderbilt. Yeah. For only one of those picks. D'Lo, look, you know I'm not a fan of his. But it's more about the fit around LeBron, isn't it? Don't know how D'Lo's going to fit in. Just play some defense, mate. Uh, but either way, to turn Rusty, who has just had jack shit of uh, that entire LeBron situation... That's a bit of a win. You take it. And Conley to the Wolves. I love, love that. Uh, Rusty will get bought out by the Yaz, presumably. They get a first. It feels like they sold unders on uh, their guys. But here we are. Wiseman. He's off to Detroit in exchange for... Uh, it's a three-teamer. Gary Payton the second goes to the Warriors. Pistons get Wiseman. Hawks get Big Deke Bay. Not bad. Actually, it's a four-teamer, isn't it? Yeah. Blazers get Kevin Knox and five second-round picks for having uh, employed Gary Payton for half a year. <laughs> That's great. So I think the big theme of this trade deadline is that everybody, oh, I'm coming home, he's coming home, everybody's going home. You've got D'Lo, you've got Gary Payton. Uh, who else? Everybody. You see Eric Gordon going home. You see John Wall back to Houston. <laughs> It's hilarious. Oh, my God. They're all fucking going home. 
Jakob Pertl, he goes home. It's just, it's chaos. Fuck yeah. Uh, anyway, what else we got? Spencer Dinwiddie obviously went home in the uh, Kyrie trade. So. Anyway, uh, Wiseman, I kind of like that. It's obviously you're selling under on the number two pick from the last couple of years, but it's a weird one because you give up your prospect big man to get back a guard you had last year but let walk because you couldn't afford him. And now because you didn't sign that contract, you're not on the hook for as much money and you got off the Wiseman contract and you've had a pretty long, hard look at him went, nah, shit, fuck him off. And they did. The problem is Detroit have now got like 87 centers. So don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> Seriously, they've got nothing but big dudes. Bags, Wiseman. Just cornering the market on number two picks that are shit. <laughs> What's Hashim's the beat up to? Let's get him in there. This is the team that fucking drafted Darko. What are you doing, Detroit? Anyway, but they've also already got beef stew. And, uh, like, there's just... And they're rookie as well, right? Like, it's just... Got to got to catch them all, apparently. But it's just centers, not Pokemon. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's kind of funny. But at the same time, what are you doing? Jalen Duran. They've also got Nerlens Noel on that fucking roster, don't they? Anyway, uh, interesting trade. Uh, Mo Bamba, he's off to the Lakers for Pat Bev. Off you go. Moose Muscala goes to Celtics. It's basically his spiritual home, I think. Moose, uh, in exchange for Justin Jackson, a 2023 second rounder and a 2029 second rounder. Bones Highland is off to the Clippers in return for sweet fuck all because... uh, Bones basically reckons he's better than Jokic. Love that. My favorite move probably out of all of this, apart from KD to the Suns, Jay Crowder to the Bucks. Nets get a couple of second rounders in exchange for basically, you know, rerouting him, <laughs> buying him a different plane ticket, <laughs> basically. Uh, as part of that deal, George Hill, he's going home to Indiana. Love it. Jordan Nawara and Serge Ibaka are also off to Indiana. Kind of fun, kind of cool. Eric Gordon, he's going home to the Clippers. I remember seeing Eric Gordon when he was a young tacker playing on the uh, on those Clippers teams. That was fun. Those weird Clippers teams. I was sitting high, just behind Dominic Wilkins. It was fucking great. Uh, uh, so Gordon, a couple of second rounders to the Clippers. Uh, the Grizzlies, they get Luke Kennard, the duck man. The Rockets get Danny Green for all that roster. And uh, roster, well, that salary space. And uh, John Wall. There's a man who wears that. He's welcome fucking quicker than you could say. Boo. Oh, boy. And uh, some other swap rights. Plumley also goes to the clips from Charlotte in exchange for Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, who's probably going to get uh, bought out. I believe he and Pat Bear were kind of told, yeah, you don't have to report. We'll just we'll just pay you to fuck off. <laughs> How good is that gig? I'll pay you not to work. All right. Sick. Uh, Thomas not Kobe Bryant. He's off to the Nuggets. That's why they picked up Mobamba and needed one more big man in exchange for Dave on Reed and a couple of second rounders. Three of them, in fact. That's a lot of second rounders. Jesus, Josh Richardson's off to New Orleans in exchange for Devontae Graham and four second rounders to the Spurs. Jesus. Everybody's just pissing second rounders up against the wall. Darius Basley goes to the Suns in exchange for Dario, the homie Sarich. Still getting back over his uh, knee injury and a future second rounder. The big one, Aussie Matty T. Matisse Tybalt. Yeah, it's the big one in my world. Uh, Matisse Tybalt goes to Portland. Love it. Sixers get Jalen McDaniels. Don't mind that. A couple of second rounders. 
The Hornets get Shvi Mihailik and uh, a couple of second rounders as well. Matty T, out from under the thumb of that anti-Strayan bastard, Doc Rivers. Always headed Benny, always headed Matty. Now it's a strictly non-Australian place. You know, got rid of Brett Brown and everything. Uh, Matty T, he's been freed. You love it. Uh, the Rockets and the Hawks swapped out what Garrison Matthews, Miss Garrison, uh, Bruno Fernando uh, in exchange for Justin Holiday and Frank the Tank Kaminsky in a couple of second rounders. The one that you might have missed, Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl. He goes home to Toronto in exchange for Ken Birch, Big Dick Ken Birch, and a uh, protected 2024 first rounder and a couple of uh, future second rounders. So pretty interesting one there. Basically, it means the wraps turn into sellers, uh, turn from sellers into buyers. It's like, all right, cool. Noise. Get your rim protector. We're not going to always just play 6'8 dudes, apparently, say the Raptors. Or 6'8 dudes and Fred Van Vliet. Weird that they kept him. Anyway, uh, the Knicks, they traded for Josh Hatt. Uh, Ryan Archidiocono, Shvi Mihalik, uh went out then. And Cam Reddish. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? 2023 first rounder via New York, which is top 14 protected. Basically, converts to two second rounders, so off you go. And that's kind of like the big stuff. Uh, like Big Dig Bay on the Hawks uh, as part of that Wiseman one is pretty interesting. Like Deke, you have those things where you go, yeah, he's good. And then you have that moment of like, yeah, but he should hit more threes. <laughs> uh, the Nets are kind of stuck with a million wings and they kind of just moved only Crowder. I don't mind it though. Like positionless basketball. Let's fucking go Nets. Uh, but let's do some weekend, well, some trade deadline winners and losers, I reckon. Oh my God. I won! I won! (laughs) Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, Kent Brockman. Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There you go. In other news, um, tragic mix-up today in Cleveland. Many people killed... Uh, goodbye. goodbye. There you go. Love to see it. Uh, I'll tell you what. Trade deadline wins and losers. It's obviously Phoenix. They win. They win because they got Kevin Durant. That's a good thing. You always kind of want the Kevin Durant guy on your team. That shit's simple. That's the key addition, right? Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, four first-rounders, another swap, whatever. One of the best 13 players. You've got Booker, you've got Paul, you've got Aiton. They rock it back up into favoritism in the West. And, I mean, it just improves their ceiling. It gives themselves a real legit shot at just coming out of that weird Western Conference morass now because at the end of a game, you've got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. <laughs> just Cool. Good luck stopping it. Uh, the Mavs are winners. Ah, oh, Jimmy, are they? Yeah, but they got NBA Kanye. They did get NBA Kanye, but they did also add a 27-5-5 five five guy with the best handles in the NBA, one of the three what best, most gifted isolation scorers in the league next to Luka, who's another one of those three. Their entire offense is predicated around ISO, uh, and he's a better ISO scorer than Spencer Dinwiddie. Defensively, it's a bit shit, but their offense now just... It feels limitless, so they come out a winner. 
until NBA Kanye burns the place down or at least solves the JFK assassination. Uh, the Lakers. I mean, pressing the wrong button is always very smart, Jim. The Lakers stink! But not as much as they stunk, is my point. <laughs> D'Lo, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Mo Bamba. Ship off Russell Westbrook, protected first. They got better, they got deeper. I mean, D'Lo and Beasley alone just gives him so much more shooting on the wings around LeBron, which, oh, geez, do you think is that is that important? Yes, yes, of course it's fucking important. LeBron AD and shooters is literally all you need. You just wish that D'Lo could also play a bit of defense. Same with Beasley. But Vanderbilt's a handy fucking pickup as well. And like between Vanderbilt and Bamba, you give AD a little bit more support. In the middle, you've got Rui Hachimura. It just lifts the Lakers' ceiling this year. Gives them some more options. I mean, where were they going with Russell? What an ignomious end that was. Uh, the Warriors, look, cutting bait on number two pick. It's always weird, especially to go pick up a dude who was on your team last year, but defensively, that's exactly what the Warriors needed, wasn't it? Now you can sort of do that weird pool, Peyton, platooning with that sort of 2-3 guard, and uh, off you go. And you just know that Peyton can just give him the clamps. We want to use these clamps. So they're going to be fascinating to see how consistent they can be from here on out, but... Definitely winners. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mentioned this. Jay Crowder. I've been yelling about the Crowder trade just sitting there for Milwaukee forever. They finally pull it off. He's exactly what they need, right? Jingles is slowing down. We understand that. He's older than the sun at this point. Uh, they just needed a big wing who can hit threes, can defend both forward positions, and has been in big games. That's Jay Crowder. Uh, they've got to already have an imposing defense. I wouldn't have minded if the Bucks had gotten maybe just sort of one little explosive off the bench, give him the ball and let him score kind of dude, but they might be able to pick that up on the cheap in the buyout market. Who knows, but I love the Crowder edition. And the Wolves, they pick up Mike Conley. Addition by subtraction is send off D'Lo. Oh, but he's 10 years older. Yeah, and he's not a shit bloke like Russell. You've got to play setter as opposed to a fucking carnival barker at point guard. A bloke who's not going to go, wow, fuck Anthony Edwards is my team. It's like, no, sh- shut the fuck up, D'Angelo. <sighs> you also have Conley. You can play with Rudiger Bears. This stuff with it's his old fucking pick and roll teammate from Utah. Another place setter for Cat. I don't mind it. They just basically needed an unselfish player. He's pass first oriented, and that's what Conley does. Kind of like it a lot. Um, they went from maybe first round flameout to second round smoky now. I kind of like that a lot for the Wolves. Uh, San Antonio, I think, come out winners in this because they at least are just like, fuck it. We'll just keep building the war chest. Like, Pirtle's good. We like having him around, but long-term plans, is he really here? They're like, nah, fuck him off. I was very tempted to put them in the losers thing because I'm not entirely convinced what the San Antonio plan is outside of please hope to fuck you get Victor Wembanyama, right? But at least they do seem to understand, yes, tanking is what we are doing, and we'll get stuff in return for Poodle and Richardson. (laughs) Now we've got a fuck ton of other things. I'll pay it. Uh, The Knicks. But, Jimmy, they didn't do much. Yeah, that might have been kind of the good thing, right? The Hart edition, you'd be like, well, Josh Hart's just fucking good. He just does all the good stuff. The three-point shot went a bit MIA this year. And you've already got Quickly and Q Grimes. It feels a bit net neutral to me, 
but I'd rather have Josh Hart than not. At the same time, maybe I'd just want Matisse Tybal if I was the Knicks. Anyway, just saying, just saying. Um, you kind of want to throw the Celtics in there as a winner. They didn't get like the big man who can just sort of replace uh, or at least platoon with Al Horford a bit better, but Moose is just the big man shooter, and he's just like, yep, that's what they kind of build a lot of their game around, play five out. It's like, yep, that's exactly what Moose will do. So you'll pay that. That's a win. Uh, otherwise, a couple of head scratches. So we'll go to losers, and then we've got another category. We're not losers. No, you two are winners, big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. Losers. Uh, Loser's pretty easy for me. Um, I mean, on balance, probably the Nets. They just had the greatest what-if team in NBA history, and NBA Kanye blows it up. They go 18-2 and two in that 20-game streak, and uh, Kyrie just goes, hang on a second, this hasn't been about me for 20 minutes. Fuck him. Trade me, dickheads. And you're like, oh, this fucking guy. On your bike, dipshit. Boom. Off he goes. Pass up that fuckheadery somewhere else. Um... But they did get a big haul in return for both KD and Kyrie. You get the Bridges, Johnson, Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a bunch of first-rounders. And I think the key there with all those wings is that that could also just be more first-rounders if you just decide to go, fuck it. Sunk cost, or if you just want to try to take that middling route and be pretty handily okay and hope that one of those future first-rounders hits pretty big, you know? Um, But for the year, this year, it feels like they're... Ceiling went from dangerous contender to kind of half rebuilding pretenderish kind of vibes, you know. And it happened quicker than Kyrie diving into the JFK assassination when he landed in Dallas. Memphis, I didn't look the Canard thing is fine. My big problem with why I have them on the losers list is that they're still, you know, employing Dylan Brooks. Like, do you ever get that vibe of, like, if you've got a Dylan Brooks on your team, you're not going to win because he's a fuckhead? And he's like, yeah, nah, fuck. He's just going to do something stupid that's going to derail something, isn't he? You know, just, ugh, don't like it. Um, the Nuggets kind of felt like losers. Like, they will still be sort of favorite in the West. Them and, I mean, to be honest, a Phoenix Nuggets series would be great now again. But moving Bones for, like, just a couple of second rounders just doesn't help their chances exactly, like, right now. Like, the scoring power off the bench has been handy. The Nugs just didn't feel like they win this deadline. There's just that one sort of move where it's like, we could turn him into something handy right now because our fucking window is right now. And they didn't. The Bulls! Talk about, you know, equivocating endlessly on a treadmill of absolute fucking mediocrity. Jesus. Dim, uh, DeRozan there, Zaki Cakes, Adam Levine, Nikola Vucevic. I mean, you could have sold off one, all, none added, and uh, just... You turn around, you watch them lose to the Nets today, and you go, ah, oh, yes. I'm glad that you stuck with the team that is in... Hang on a second. Checks notes. <laughs> what? Ninth? 10th in the East, 9th at 26 and 29, and you're just a bit shit. Yeah, wait, oh, we better not make any moves. I think we've got something here. No, you don't. Oh, we're just going to wait for Lonzo to get back. Oh, do you? Yeah, they stink. Chicago suck. Uh, Atlanta, 
Well, more specifically, John Collins at the Total Cocktail. How's poor fucking John Collins? Every year. All right, we'll trade you John. He's like, sick. Fucking sick of Trey. Yeah, we didn't find a deal. Fuck. Shit. Fuck, I hate this place. <laughs> poor John Collins. Uh, and Sacramento is the other kind of one, right? The Kings sort of looked at all the other moves going on in the West and went, ah, oh, man. And it doesn't even feel like the most Sacramento thing of all time. On track, halfway through the season, trade deadline, they're about to break the 17-year playoff drought. Currently third in the West. The Kings' king thing of all time to really king it up would be to get like jumped by Dallas, Phoenix, Golden State, both LA teams and New Orleans, end up stuck in the play-in tournament and lose the play-in game and still miss the playoffs. It's like... It's a Western Conference arms race, and the Kings are standing there holding like a fucking spoon. Ugh. Anyway. Um, I kind of want to throw a weird one in with the Clippers. So a bit of a radio. What the fuck are you guys on about? Uh, Toronto. I kind of mentioned them with that winners of... They got a Pertle. Well, I, I mentioned San Antonio selling off Pertle. Toronto getting Pirtle, it's like, all right, so are you deciding to roll with this roster? And just sort of go, well, all we needed was a center. It's like, all right. I don't mind it, but I guess if that's your approach, then that's your approach. They're in the 10 spot at the moment. They've won three on the trot. Toronto are dangerous. Like, if it just sort of clicks, watch out, but feels a little bit wonky that you've still got Van Vliet, you've still got OG. If you didn't like what you were being offered, that's cool. It feels like the KD thing sort of just hamstrung Toronto, right? Like they were in the catbird seat with OG. It's like just demanding all the picks and then KD's on the market and they're like, oh, man, <laughs> what do we get for OG Ananobi? It's like, what, the shit version of KD? Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh Cleveland's, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Cleveland! They didn't do anything, really. So, this is the one where they sort of hope that they can piece together that Isaac Okoro, Karis Levert, my sweet baby. And away they go. Portland's, I just... I don't know what that was. They get Matty T. They lose Josh Hart. I just... They replaced Gary Payton the second with, you know, Matty T's defense, I guess, but... That team just feels like there's something fucking just not right. For Pirtle to go back to Toronto instead of like Portland trying to grab him, I just, I don't know about that one. Uh, who else? Detroit, they keep Bojan. They keep Burks. For what reason? No one's entirely sure. And you get rid of 24-year-old Sadiq Bay. Okay. You got Wiseman though. I don't know, just a fucking giant shrug emoji. Charlotte, same vibes. Oh, we got rid of plums. Oh, what'd you get back? Oh, Reggie Jackson. All right. Rad. Do you still have Terry Rozier and uh, Gordon Hayward? Yes. All right. Good job. Uh, Houston, that is just a fucking shit show. Like, we know that they're tanking, but this is just egregious. To get a shit ton of, what, second round picks and not much else is a bit of a weird one. Orlando didn't move like the Gary Harris, T-Ross types. Just, you know, the wi- and the ones that we actually mentioned before, on Wednesday's show, like, the ones that will probably not do anything of big note, the Wizards, OKC, Miami, and Indy, they didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, OKC just shipped out, what, Darius, Baisley, and Moose, and that's kind of it. They probably get, like, a little bit worse around the edges, but still, just a weird one. 
So to grade out that Durant trade, I think it's like an A for A, a plus for Phoenix because you get Kevin Durant. You get a shit ton of return for him for the Nets, but you can't call that probably an A because you lose Kevin Durant. You get Michael Bridges, you get Cam Johnson, four firsts. Just don't know how valuable that all is compared to having Kevin Durant. Uh, I kind of like that Lakers trade. I'll give them an I'll give them an A. They turn Russell Westbrook into three fucking handy players. And Pat Bev into Mo Bumba. I mean, sure, but the Wolves. I think they get an A for Conley because I just don't like D'Lo. Uh, the Jazz, they get like a C. Sort of feel like they jumped the gun a little bit and jumped into that because Trader Danny's like, oh, nah, watch this. So like, I got that first from the Lakers. He's like, all right, a top four protected first. Cool. Cool, Danny. I feel like you could have gotten more. Wiseman to Detroit. It's a bit of a B. Deke to the Hawks. Don't mind that. That's an A. The rest of it, it's kind of all a bit of a shrug emoji in it. But there you go. All right. Uh, let's do some ENRs. Oh, no. We're going to do the game wraps from the last couple of days, Jim. What are you talking about? Because remember, the games happened. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Game wraps. 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 That's right. The game wraps from the last couple of days. Because uh, we did a Wednesday night show. And now it is Friday, so we'll do Thursday and Friday's game wraps. Uh, we won't do any of the awards or anything today because just a short one tonight. Should be right. Just rest assured that, you know, Kyrie was pretty good in his debut for the Mavs. Uh, two days ago, Cavs beat the Pistons. 113-85, just fucking killed the Pistons. Cavs smashed Detroit. The Wiz beat the piss out of the Hornets. The extreme thing, email. He's absolutely flying at the moment. Extreme thing, Emil. One of those ones where you're like, look, I fucking told you, like, if he just gets healthy and he stays in Dallas, maybe it's all good, but here you go. Now they've got Kyrie. Uh, Celtics Sixers played a great game. Uh, Celtics just sort of held off the Sixers all game. And the Sixers, when they don't have it, you can tell straight away, and they just don't have the oomph to get them over the uh, top. Jalen Brown leaves this with a facial fracture, and it didn't seem to matter. Tatum was really good. Derek White hit big buckets at the end. Huge game. Good win by the Celtics. Just all banged up. Full strength fucking Sixers team. Got him. Good win. Uh, Heat beat the Pacers. 116-111 because Bam just went, uh, I'm the captain now. 38-9 for him. Uh, the Raptors beat the Spears. 112-98. Pascal Sikram with the 37-10-7 because he's a bad man. Kings just snuck by the Rockets. 131-28 uh, on an absolute fuck job. Couple of fouls at the ends. Went from tied to losing, leading to losing rather in the death. So the NBA went. Nah, look, the Frittata bought this Rockets team, paid too much for it, got fucked over by James Harden. We better help him tank. Uh, the Wolves beat the Yaz, shorthanded Yaz. Jordan Noel at thirty. I love it. Just pops up every so often. Does Jack Jalen Noel? Not Jordan. What I'm saying, uh, Jalen Noel and. Uh, not Bradley Noel from Sublime. Uh, but he smashes it just every, I don't know, couple of months. And the Mavs beat the Clippers in Kyrie's debut at 24. Norm Powell at 24. And they beat the Clippers. Hilarious vibes. Uh, the Blazers also snuck by the Wolves at the end. Awesome game. Dame had 33, 10, and 11. Triple-double. He'd be the NBA Australia pre-performer of the night uh, for the last couple of days. That was a hell of a game. 
Um, awesomely fun one too. Uh, and then today's games, as the deadline happened, the Magic beat the Nugs, 115-104. Aaron Air Gordon's revenge game happened. He had 37-13. and 13. You'd love to see it. Aaron Air Gordon, revenge, 29-12-6 for the Joker. MPJ couldn't hit the side of the barn. He'd, he'd win spot of the night. He went 3-16. Fultz went 3-13. Just a fucking pair of spud farmers. The two of them. What are you doing? Hawks beat the Suns as the Suns sort of uh, were just kind of like, hey, we got KD. Also, uh, we don't have book out. We'll start rock'em, sock'em, block'em, drock'em, Landau, and we'll get pretty well handled by Atlanta. <laughs> the Nets beat the Bulls in hilarious fashion, 116-105. Spencer Dinwiddie's first game. He has 25-6 with four steals in that. Levine had 38. DeRozan has 14 on 13 shots. Vuce has 15 on 15, and they lose against a net team that's basically never played together. And Cam Thomas went 3-16 for 20 points. It was awesome late, but just couldn't hit the fucking anything. Joe Harris, though, went 6-9. Nice from downtown. Turned on and had 18 points and just went, yep, that's me done. <laughs> it was awesome. And then the last one, the Bucks outlasted the Lakers. 115-106. Giannis drops 38. Lakers without LeBron James. Oh, I've got a sore foot, man. I heard it from, like, trying to pat myself on the back with it after becoming the all-time leading scorer. AD had 23-16. and 16. Then he should have him jumping the run at the 25. And Austin Reeves absolutely pantsed Giannis. That would have been the pantsing of the nice. Fuck, turned him around, got by him for a layup. It's like, Giannis, what is going on? Austin Reeves, the reaver, he gotcha. And uh, in terms of who would have been the better than the Lonzo Ball, it was good to see Cole Anthony, 17-7-7. He's had a, a bit of a rough on this year as a ice cold, but still, there's the last couple of days worth of games. Let's go do some yenas right after. Let's say this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Uh, if we're going to give it a dickhead of the week as well, it's just, it's Kai Reese from... Uh, Wednesday's show because he's like, yeah, man, just really happy to see Kev get out of there in Brooklyn. It's like, you, what? You fucking abandoned him, you dickhead. Oh, what an absolute dickhead. Right, let's do some quick yeah, nahs. Uh, go get your merch as well while you're thinking about it. Just go get a hoodie, get a t-shirt. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Go on uh, nba slash shop or just through the links on the socials. Nice. Pretty pictures there. Uh, Matty Owers, he sent one through. The West is a battlefield. Jim, Celtics or Bucks to win the East? No idea in the West. Yeah, nah, yeah. I mean, it feels very much like the Sixers, after seeing them just, when they look shit, none of the more elite teams look shitter. Like they lose to, what, the Knicks the other day? Just, when they stink, they stink out loud. And it is not pleasant. So the Celtics are Bucks. Clear favorites to me in the East. Six is like when they're on that win streak, you're like, yes, this is how it should go. And then they just inexplicably have these sort of downturns. You're like, oh, the problem is that's going to happen in a fucking seven game series because you just can't trust them to keep it together. Scotty Baxter, I liked his. LA got a currently better Russell. Yeah, nah, yes. 
Oof. They really did. Question for me is like, what happens to Russell Westbrook? So he gets bought out by Utah, presumably. The Clippers are like, oh, yeah, we'll take Russell Westbrook. It's like, why? <laughs> Didn't you just dodge this with like, you got sick of John Wall, another non-shooting point guard who's a pain in the ass to be around. <laughs> like, where did, like, would Russ go to Miami? Would they want him? He feels very much like a Chicago Bulls kind of, please help us, Russ, you're our only hope kind of vibe, right? We don't know about Lonzo, so we might need you. But yeah, LA, they got a currently better D'Angelo Russell who can actually fucking shoot threes, and that's kind of the most important thing around LeBron and Anthony Davis. Just have dudes who can shoot fucking threes. Play a bit of defense, sure, but D'Lo can handle, he can shoot. You're just like, yes, this is good. Opens the floor up a little bit. So I think once they're all healthy and sort of all out there together, the Lakers could be pretty interesting, I'm just saying. Um, I kind of... I'll talk about it again a bit. Don't mind it. Uh, Ian Matthew Bassett, I missed this one the other day. He sent it through Twitter. Hey, mate, I'm glad you're busy, but I look forward to the daily pods again. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was looking looking at all the Aussies playing for teams that are realistic contenders, and I think we'll see another Aussie get an NBA championship soon. Yeah, nah... I think so, yeah. Because <clears throat> you think about where, I mean, probably not Simo, uh, but Jingles there in Milwaukee. It's Algonquin for the Goodland. It might be the Goodland again this year. Uh, what, they're like third favorite at the moment. You've got Rocks, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale, the Rooster out there in Phoenix with the newly acquired Kevin Durant. Jock would be like, oh, you know my mate, Patty. Yeah, no, he was telling me good good stories about you, Kevin. <laughs> what are you doing, mate? And, I mean, you just sort of have that moment of like, well, Phoenix, Milwaukee, would just be another good fucking finals. Let's go. The problem is we need to like cram an Aussie onto that Boston team. They should sign Daly. But Daly's just leading the Kings to the promised land, so maybe the Kings will win it. Maybe. Uh, the Mavs, look, with their sort of ceiling lifted by Kyrie, Greeny might be in line, just saying. The Pelicans, even Dyson Daniels might have a bit of an outside shot if they get healthy ever and put it together like they did at the start of this season. A couple of good sort of spots there, isn't it, for the Aussies? You kind of love it. The problem is, Patty, I felt like, was going to get moved for another big, and it feels like they really missed a trick by uh, not uh, sort of moving him Elsewhere for another big dude, but here we are. Giddy, probably not a chance. Jack White, though, is dwell on Denver. How do I forget him? Jack White, boom, 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 boom. There you go. So we've got Aussies in three of the top four contenders at the moment. That is fucking nice. And Delhi. All right, uh, let's do the game previews for the weekends. Oh, we'll probably do a quick Patty Mills game day ball game day Twitter check-in and a... Uh, how about a sweaty, hairy bloke of the week? We haven't done that for a little while. Sweaty, hairy bloke of the week. Uh, very much enjoyed today. Just watching... Look, Austin Reeves. That dude gets pretty sweaty. I'm just saying. Just watching that one. is like, yeah, he's having a good old time. He's going pretty hard. Uh, but also, you can never go past Vooch on the balls. It's like you turn around, you're like, hey, Nicola, you all right? Yeah, just sweating some goulash out. It's like, all right, cool, man. Not a problem. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Australian Player Watch on uh, 
the next show next Tuesday. But for now, oh no, fuck it. Let's just do the uh, Australian player watch now because it's only uh, basically a couple of days worth of games, isn't it? And Paddy got out there. Simi, Simo got out there too, so why not? Let's uh, fire up a bit of the Australian player watch. Because Simo actually got back out there against uh, Chicago and Phoenix the other day. So I mentioned the Phoenix game, yeah, the 2, 4, and 6. But he was not bad today. The 8, 8, and 4 against the Bulls. Shot 4 or 7 from the floor. So he's actually hit more shots than he had fouls, which is great. So he had made 4 shots. He had 3 fouls. Attacking the rim, took a 3. Airballed it, but at least he took it. <laughs> that was all right. That was a good showing. Kind of didn't mind it. Uh, Patty had 8, 2, and 2 as well. So 8 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. He went 3, 9 from the floor, 2 of 5 from downtown, and that win over the Bulls. You love to see it. I mentioned the Rooster got out there. Landau, he had 4 and 4. Got the start against Atlanta as well. In 19 minutes, he went 2 of 6, missed all three of his threes. He's now gone 0 of 8 uh, so far in February from downtown. Hasn't made a 3 since the 25th of January. Killing me, Jock. That'll drop, though. Uh, so four points, four rebounds, and a steal for Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau. Still know the vacuum, Dyson Daniels. And uh, Josh Green had himself a go in the other day, obviously with his 29, but he had a 14.5 rebound, one assist, one block, two steal outing against the Clippers in that big win uh, in Kyrie's debut. Five and seven from the floor, one or two from downtown. God, he's good. I fucking love Scott. Uh, Jack White, we mentioned him the other day in that Wednesday game. He had the uh, five points, career high. Crushing it is our man Jack. Uh, Matty T got traded, so it has, you know, has a couple more options, I reckon. Might get a bit more fucking playing time other than the 10 minutes against Boston the other day. Three points, one rebound, one steal. Went one or two from downtown, did Matty. Played 10 minutes. You play more than, play Matty more than 10 minutes, you win that game. I'm just saying against Boston. What are you doing? Doc hates Aussies. Uh, Dally hasn't gotten back out there since that smashing of Houston by 20. And Jingles, our man, uh, has not played since they beat the Blazers and he had that 5-4-2. and two. So there you go. Let's do the uh, game uh, game previews and uh, wrap the picks. I mentioned this on uh, the other day that we'll catch up on all the picks. So let's do that after we do a Paddy Mills game day ball, a game day Twitter check-in. Because Paddy put out an Instagram. I was like, ooh, I better have a look at that one. For the show. Bit of an IG story. I learned a lot growing up with Gramps. Just watching uh, Manu Ginobili. Nutmegging dudes. And then that's Paddy nutmegging dudes to Simo. You love to see it against the Bulls today. Fucking beautiful. He's also got a nice fit on there too. Looks like he's got the uh, Canadian tuxedo, the denim on denim. And he's got the uh, leather shorts as well. Good job, Paddy. I love that uh, nutmeg. And the fact that it was to Simo was even better. Uh, so to wrap up all the picks, let's do the game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How is it all going? Oh, I'm fucking busy as shit. I've written, I think, five Super Bowl articles this week. All of my usual NBA gear. A bunch of other stuff. Doing the page in the paper every day. Code bit daily podcasts. I'm run fucking ragged. Went to the basketball last night to see the Phoenix absolutely shit the bed <laughs> against the Wildcats. That was funny. How do you give up 41 points in a 10-minute quarter? What the fuck was that, Phoenix? Um, but over the last... So this past week, because uh, we didn't add up all the uh, 
picks and everything on Wednesday show, we went 20 of 33 were horrible against the spread on Monday. I think it was like one of six, one of seven. Yeah, one of six, and we backed it up with six of eight head-to-head, then five of six head-to-head, and then again, four of nine against the spread, and then four of four head-to-head today. So maybe just stick to head-to-heads there, Jim. You seem to be smashing those ones. <laughs> yeah, the spread's got me. Uh, tomorrow, though, against the spread, Saturday, we've got a huge slate. Uh, remember, on Monday, you got the Super Bowl, so there's only two games. Um, and we are hosting an NFL Australia party at the Catfish in Melbourne. So if you're around, come down and drink some beers from 10.30 in the morning. Nothing like day drinking and watching some football. I uh, can't wait. But it also means we won't do a show here on Monday because I will be rat shit. We all remember what happened last time I did a really drunk show. Train wreck. Just sitting here just fucking spacing out. <laughs> it's funny, but not great listening. Anyway, uh, so we'll do a show Tuesday night, I reckon. And uh, in the meantime, Phoenix, they go to Indy. I actually like the sun... Uh, the, sorry, the paces in this one. Plus one and a half point underdogs at home. Against the Suns on a back-to-back. I'll take Indy, thanks. Suns just got beaten by Hawks. Unless Kevin Durant suits up and just smashes Indy. I'll take the paces. Detroit, they host San Antonio. I'm going to take Detroit. Um, Both teams tanking. Detroit at least have a full squad. So I'll take the, well, a full-ish sort of squad. And they've got a better remaining roster on their home. Minus three and a half. Knicks, plus five and a half against Philly. I just can't trust Philly at the moment. The way they played those last couple of games, just horrible. The Knicks... More than likely will lay an egg, but they cover at a pretty good rate on the road. So I'll take the Knicks plus five and a half. Charlotte, they're ten and a half point underdogs in Boston. Boston, no Jalen Brown. Probably no Marcus Smart. Charlotte, shorthanded. No Plumley, But they do have Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. Now, what do they have in common, Jim? Both ex-Boston Celtics who'd love fucking trying to kick the shit out of the Boston Celtics. I'm taking Charlotte plus 10.5. Utah at Toronto. Toronto actually have a bit more of a full squad. They didn't, re- you know, they did a bit of an addition rather than a subtraction. Utah, shorthanded, um, new dudes floating around. Who knows? I'm taking the Raptors minus 7.5. Memphis, they host Minnesota. Grizzlies minus 9.5 at home. It just feels like Minnesota is like the Go Bear Ant Man show until they get all their dudes back and are at home. So I'll take the Grizzlies. Miami, they host Houston. Who the fuck knows who's on this Rockets team? I'm taking Miami minus 10.5. That's a big line, but geez. Are you going to take Houston? Not a chance. New Orleans, they host the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're two and a half point underdogs. I'm taking the Pals. Cleveland just aren't very good on the road. OKC plus three and a half in Portland. I'll take the underdog. Give me OKC. Portland just feels a bit wonky. They've had some good games of late, but I like the Thunder. Jesus, they're feisty. That win over the Lakers was awesome. Dallas, plus one and a half against Sacramento. I think they this is a back-to-back in Sacramento uh, weekend series, which is really fun. I'll take Dallas in the first game, Sacramento in the other one. So give me Dallas plus one and a half. Milwaukee against the Clippers. This is the Bucks on a back-to-back. LA back-to-back. I think the Clippers get a bit of revenge for last week's game, which they were kicking the fuck out of the Bucks. don't forget. I think they will actually kick the fuck out of them this time. So give me the Clippers minus one and a half against the Milwaukee Bucks. As long as Paul George and Kawhi both play. Uh, Sunday, we've got Sixers Nets. I don't mind the Nets. Sixers on a back-to-back. On the road. Yeah, give me the Nets. All those wings. Let's fucking go. Nuggets at Hornets. I'll take the Nugs, obviously. Because the Hornets stink and they're on a back-to-back. And Denver are fucking good. Magic, they host the Heat. It's a Floridia battle. A battle of Floridia. 
Heat on a back-to-back. I'm taking the Magic Man. Uh, Wiz host the Pacers. Pacers on a back-to-back. Go the Wizards. Hawks hosting the Spurs. Both teams on a back-to-back. I'm taking the... No. Hawks on a, back, on a back-to-back. They played today. Uh, I'll take the Hawks at home. Jazz at... It's a Yaz. It's a soft J. Against the Knickerbockers of New York City. Both teams on a back-to-back here. I'm taking the Knickerbockers at home. The Bulls going the Cavs. Cavs travel back from New Orleans to face this Bulls team. I don't want to trust the Bulls, but I think they might just be a bit good here. Might just wear down a bit of the Cleveland team. Uh, the Lakers go to the Warriors. I think AD and LeBron, if LeBron plays, they might have a little bit too much for the Warriors without Steph. Mavs go to the Kings. As mentioned, the Kings will win the second one. Either way, they'll split it. Um, I just think, yeah, they won't run Kyrie out there for back-to-back games in his first three games. <laughs> so Mav. He'll probably play, probably play the first one, won't play the second. Uh, Monday, Super Bowl Monday, Grizzlies go to the Celtics. I'll take Boston. That'll be a fascinating game, though. And then Pistons-Raptors. Remember, Dwayne Casey fucking loves taking it to his old team, the Raptors. This is in Toronto. Raptors will win that, but make sure the Pistons at the line. They always cover. Hawks at Hornets on Tuesday. I'll take the Hawks. Uh, Spurs at the Cavs. Go the Cavs. Yaz at Pacers. Oh, boy. Uh, Yaz, having just played the Knicks, still on the road. I might have to go the Pacers. I think the uh, the fix and the tank might be in for the Jazz. Uh, Rockets at Sixers. you got to go the Sixers. This is a big, big, big James Harden revenge game at home. Uh, Nuggets at Heat. How good is that one? Nuggets at Heat. What happens when uh, Denver plays Miami? Nikola Jokic takes out Morris Twins. Let's fucking go, Nugs. Nets at Knicks. I just kind of like this Nets team. I'm going with them again. Let's go Nets at Knicks. I'm going Brooklyn. Magic, they go to the Bulls. Revenge for half that team. I'm going to go the Magic, man. Pelicans go to OKC. They'll be too tough for the Thunders. Though I don't like that matchup, actually. No, give me OKC, actually. I might switch that. OKC probably should be tanking at this point, but here we are. Uh, Minnesota go to Dallas. Dallas after a little road trip. I think Minnesota will have their dudes by that point. Might get a bit of a sneaky road win. Wiz go to the Warriors. I think the Warriors will take care of the Wizards. And the Lakers then go to Portland to play the Blazers. And that will be your weekend of basketball that apparently goes till Tuesday. Because I will be shit-faced and at the Catfish on Monday evening and will not be recording a show. <laughs> so I'm going to give myself you know, a day off of working. Because I'll be doing a live stream. All day instead. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jimmy, you're biting off more than you can chew? Nah, I can chew a lot. Ah, look at the size of me. All right, that's it. Dunskies. Good stuff. Friday night, trade deadline. What a fucking chaotic time it was. That was fun as shit, though, wasn't it? It's just absolute chaos. The busiest one we've seen. 28 teams involved. Absolutely loved it. Um, all right, there you go. So, enjoyed that. We're back on Tuesday, as mentioned. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IGs, Facey, good stuff at the moment. Um, we're all over the socials. NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. As mentioned, Super Bowl party on Monday. If you're in Melbourne, come by. Catfish in Fitzroy. Uh, we'll have some beers on the bar from uh, Gaz and I as a bit of a thank you to folks. We're chopping it up beforehand. Have a bit of a stream going. Should be fun as shit. Come check it out. Come get some hangs in with your mate, Jim. Uh, righto, what else? NBAstrade.com slash get your merch, shucks a rating review, star it, follow, like, love, all the good stuff. Come on. Because I've changed with the back end, if you can do anything with like reviews and shit, 
like it, star it, make sure you've done that. That'd be really fucking handy. Gotta let the new uh, podcast host hosting service know that people like the show. Uh, what else? Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule, and so does Joshua Dolores, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Section, Green, 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 and Dozers. All the tunes you hear throughout the show, they rule. Uh, smash them all on Bandcamp, Drill J and Earth, Facey Apple Music, Spotify, remember, NBA Australia, support Australian bands. All right, we'll close out with a Cooking with Bainsey. Uh, set up your weekend the right way. And we will catch you on Tuesday, you dickheads, uh, unless I see you at the Catfish in Fitzroy on Monday for the Super Bowl. Should be good. NFL Australia, good times, great parties. Right, see you then. All right, NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, we are. Later, Hosen. Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Bains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, g'day, it's Cooking with Bainesy, and I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Bainesy. Yep, that's right, just here in this here episode, gonna whip up a nice, delish dish for you. You know what we're gonna do this week? Oh, hey, Cheryl, look at you over there, you're always losing your mind. Anyway, we're gonna whip up one of my absolute Aussie favourites that you can have whenever. It is the classic Bangers scrambled eggs on toast that's right bloody scrambled eggs on toast that's right i love me some scrambled eggs on toast and i'll tell you what it is easy peasy mate definitely helps keep up this physique you know what i mean protein baby yeah look at you all right so it's bloody simple mate all you gotta do is go down to your soupy load up on a thing of eggs get a dozen of them don't be a coward don't get six get a dozen now, get the free-range ones. Don't be a prick and get those ones that are from Cage Chooks. That's a no-no. Now, make sure you've got some butter, maybe a bit of milk, a bit of salt and pepper. And now, don't be a coward. Get some chilies. Maybe grab some spring onions as well. Then get over to your bakery. Say good day to Stuve the baker. G'day, Stuve. How are you, mate? Yeah, there you go. Now, grab a thing out of their fancy sourdough. Don't fuck around with shit bread, mate. This will blow your mind. Trust me. Righto. Now... You put your cooker on your medium, you get your fry pan or your saucepan, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter, mate. Grease her up with some butter. Now bang your eggs in there. Yeah, that's right. Just flat out, crack them straight in there. Now, some nongs do something different with it and whisk it all up in a bowl beforehand and mix in some fucking mixed herbs and all this shit. Don't bother. Do your whisking as they cook. So that's what you do. You crack the eggs in there, stir them up, Take it off the hood a couple of times. There you go. There you go. Yep. Just let her settle. Stir around. Stir around. Bit of your milk. There you go. Look. Oh, that looks bloody delicious, doesn't it? Right, now, pop your toast in. Slice up your bread. Pop your toast in. Big, thick slices. There you go. Now, just sit back. Grab a tin. Oh, brekkie tins. How good is this? Now, chop up your chilli and your spring onions. Make sure your eggs are looking nice and moist, but not too moist, mind you. And throw them on the eggs. 
bang in some salt and pepper on there. Grab your taste, butter her up. Boop, there you go. Mrs. will love that. Turn off the heat and the eggs, then you fang them on. I'll tell you what, Bob's your fucking uncle. Because that, my friends, is an absolute bloody ripper of a brekkie, a lunch, or even a bloody dinner. It's bangers scrambled eggs, that's right. It's just bloody delicious, mate. And it'll dead sit in Breast of Sheila's, don't you worry about that. You know, got a big night of banging ahead of you, behind you, whatever. Cook up this and I'll never leave your side. That's right. And if you want to get fancy, well, a bit fancy pantsy, oh, look at this, look at me, look at me. Add a side of avo. Add a side of bacon or smoked salmon even. Maybe even some little baby tomatoes. And that will taste fucking unreal. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so how easy is that? Get stuck in, do it at home yourselves, and you'll absolutely bloody well love it. All right, there you go. Tune in to NBA Australia next time for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsy.